we are back. I am Eric. This is the Fat Packs Podcast, and you are listening to the Beckett Podcasting Network. What is going on, everybody? I am live from the national show floor. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Bella uh, Cards. They're just a few boosts down. Uh, Top Notch Sports Breaks, they're just a few boosts down the other way. And of course, Baseball Treasures, who is embedded right here with us at the Beckett booth. Thank you to all of them for uh, sponsoring us and getting us out here to the show. We're having a great time so far. And uh, my first guest is Notorious, uh, some might say. The Notorious B.O.B., Mr. Bob Schaut. Uh He is a professional eater. We had a, uh, a, a, Beckett, a Beckett fun night last night at B-Dubs. And he put on a show, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, we're going to talk, talk about collecting. First, we're going to talk about wings and things like that. Please introduce yourself, Bob. Uh, hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, um, I'm a competitive eater, probably doing it since about 18 years or so. And um, traveling all over the world from entertaining the troops in Japan for the U.S. Navy to uh, doing contests everywhere. So pretty much if there's a food out there, I've eaten it in a contest. Now, you, you're the wing boat champion, right? 2018 wing, Philly wing uh, boat champion? Last year, 2017. 2017. Unfortunately, okay. I lost my title this year, but we have next year we'll get that back. What's the craziest craziest food? I've heard clam chowder. That's your favorite? That was your... I did sam- salmon chowder, uh, 23.4 pounds, almost two and a half gallons in six minutes. Holy moly. Using man. a soup spoon. So I wasn't chugging it. I was right. using a little spoon. So that was the hard part. Wow. So that's 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 the record for I have for a, a short time, and then earlier this summer at the Reading Phillies Double A team for Philadelphia Phillies, I did fifty nine point six pounds of food in four hours. Jeez, how do you live? <laughs> like, well, does it hurt? <laughs> as an experienced eater, I used a lot of liquids that day, so okay. the sodas counted and, and melted ice cream counted. So okay, I padded it with a lot of the easy foods. It's a lot different. Sixty pounds of liquid versus sixty pounds of hot dogs. Now, how do how does one get into this? I mean, did you just wake up one day and go, "I really like chicken wings"? I mean, what happened? Uh, a typical, I call it a frat guy mentality. Okay. Even though I wasn't in frater- fraternity, uh, a young guy that you you think, "Oh, I can do that." Sure. This looks looks easy because I would eat a lot, and it turns out that it's a lot harder to eat a lot in a contest versus Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving table, you actually say pass the pass the turkey. There's, right. there's a lot of talking. With the eating contest, it's you're literally just eating. So it's it's you know, I, I got woken up pretty good my first couple of contests, but then uh, it, I had success and I, I just trained for it and it took off where it's it's the where I make most of my money. Now, when you go when you go to a, a competition, when you walk in, do people like recognize you automatically? And like, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, most times it's it's. Almost every contest I go to, it's billed that I'm going to be there. So people oh, oh right. are ex- you know, okay. expecting me to be there. So, uh, you know, I get, you know, of course, in that situation, I would get recognized immediately. Right. And uh, you get some of the new eaters that have seen my videos and, you know, they'll be a little bit in awe. Just like I was, the fir- my sure. first contest, we see people with world records. Right, right. You know, you're kind of taken aback. But sure. we're all just regular people. Very much so. I will say that from from the event that we had last night that you were just cool to hang out and be around, you know, and, and you were just Thank one of the guys. You. Thank you. I mean, you tried. I mean, it's just life. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, then sure. do something else. You have your son out with you. That's awesome. He is. He's here. He's, he's roaming the floors looking for some buys. Nice. Speaking of buys, you're a collector yourself. I'm a, I'm a huge collector. I used to I used to deal okay. uh, a lot back pre-internet days. All right. 
so you just have to take out the ads and like SCD or something to, sure. to, to sell. But um, when I was selling, I, people constantly wanted to trade, so I started getting a heavier collection then. So I started focusing on the Phillies, and right now I probably have the largest Julio Franco collection sure. out there. That's just tens of thousands of Julio collections. Franco? Yeah. Why? He, he came up to the Phillies. Okay. So he came up through, I'm right near Reading, so I, I saw him in Reading. He was there for a very short time. And I just kind of liked him, and he seemed like a good personality. Unfortunately, he was traded, traded immediately. Right. Um, but the Rangers was no. He went to the Indians in, in the Von Hayes yeah, state. That's right. And yeah. then he ended up. He landed in Texas. He did Texas, yeah. uh, Atlanta, Mets, yeah, Mexico. He's probably Japan. still playing right now. He's, I think he's coaching in Japan right now. Is he coaching yeah. in Japan? I don't think he's still playing, but he's coaching. That batting stance, man. Crazy. I don't know how he ever made contact, let alone made it yeah. to the pros. That was nuts. I just remember. Him and Ruben Sierra bat, you know, three and four in the order. And then Juan Gonzalez came around later. Yeah. So uh, it was Franco Sierra and Gonzalez. That was a murderer's row. That was rough back yeah. then, yeah. Yeah. That's, man, that took me back. I haven't thought about Julio Franco in years. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of odd. There's not a lot of people that collect them. Uh, but, yeah, I just saw a spot for him. Awesome. Awesome. So do you remember the first set, uh, set of cards that, like, brought you into it, like, hooked you in and, and got, you, got you going? Well, it, probably the first cards I ever remember seriously collecting there were early 70s football cards. All right. My dad coached a guy named Billy White Shoes Johnson, who was a return person for the Oilers. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I, I personally knew someone in the NFL. Sure. So, you know, I started collecting, you know, just buying pack after pack, just trying to get his card. Back then, you couldn't just buy a card. Sure. You just had to just keep busting wax. Right. Hoping to get a hit. <laughs> and even though he wasn't that valuable, but to me, that was a priceless card. Of course. Because you had a connection there. Right. And your dad's a track coach? My dad coached track, yeah. yeah. So he um, he coached uh, Billy in track. That's awesome. Yeah. And then in turn, you, now you, you have a, a, a fun, an affinity for track, right? So, oh, I love track. Yeah. Everything track. I have some, some of my best autographs. Uh, at the Track Hall of Fame, the initial ceremony, I got Jesse Owens and Wilma Rudolph. They're like never to be traded autographs sure. of mine just because I was a little kid and I knew who these people were. And I mean... Jesse Owens literally showed up Hitler. Right. The Big, <laughs> the Big Ten track championships, not a lot of people know this, but in like 45 minutes he set five world records wow. in college. So, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. So it was, it was uh, he did some pretty cool stuff. So when, when I got his autograph, I was like, wow. So what's it like graphing track guys? I mean, it, that's not something you would think about. But. No, it's, there's not a lot of demand for it, um, but Usain Bolt kind of changed that a little bit. Oh, yeah. He's a guy that you know people are trying to buy. Sure. But usually, uh, track athletes, if you go to a big event, they're nice. They'll sign for you. If you're polite, you, know, you don't bring up a stack of, right, right. of photos. You know, if you're just cool about it. And I usually try to mention something you know, besides track. Whenever sure. I get any autographs, like if I got, I got Herschel Walker in person, I, I would never say anything about his football. I would mention when I saw him run track, and right. like, that's something nobody talks about. Then they'll sit there and have a conversation. And they know that... You actually know them, right. not just like a big fan. Right, right. Uh, so I try to have a little connection with people because I, I do value their time. They don't have to give you an autograph. Right, sure. You know, there's no obligation. And I'm not going to call them a jerk if they don't, if they don't give me an autograph. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that, that they're, they're taking a moment out of their life. Exactly. You know, exactly. And what's the reward for them? I, you know, you don't really know what. I mean, it's, it's neat the first time someone asked me to sign an autograph, but when you're near their level right. and you're doing it all day long, it's. Sure. It's different. It is. Uh, 
it is a lot different. Even people come, and the, I'm not bragging or anything. People come ask me my autograph. I'm like, that's weird. Holy cow, you, really, Derek. you really want that? Oh, See, as Steve Brad walks by me. People come, I'm like, that's, are, you, are you sure you want, that's weird, but I'll do it, I, I guess, if you want me to run that ball or whatever. Well, that's what I said, are you sure you're on this thing you're yeah. going to say? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, we were talking track last night, but what I what I failed to mention to you, that um, I don't know him at all, but my uncle went to the University of Houston, and he uh, was on the football team there with Carl Lewis, and Carl Lewis actually just stop playing wide receiver so he could run track because it was the more important thing to him. Sure. So uh, I guess that's one more connection to track that I have. But that's great. Yeah, we're, we're they're from uh, New Jersey. My dad had a track team in Pennsylvania, and I competed against Carl often as a child. Sure. Uh, he's older than I am. Um, so he just whipped the butt. But, oh yeah, he, well, he, he crushed everybody at any age. Right. But, but I competed against him, and his sister was fantastic. Carol was a great track athlete right, as right, well. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, what are you here looking for? I mean, I know why you were here last night, and that was great fun. But what are you looking for on the floor? Right now, I'm looking for a, a Devi Grulin card. Okay. He is the catcher for the Reading Phillies. All right. Uh, right now, he won the Double A Home Run Derby. Okay. At the All at the Double A All Star Game, he's also an All Star. Uh, I've done three appearances at Reading this year, and we've made a connection. Okay. So now I, I have to start collecting his cards. So of course. It's weird, like, I'm, why I'll start collecting, but now I'm going to have to corner the market on all his cards. There you go, guys. You're here first. I'll look for some track stuff. Um, and then, really, we just end up coming home with probably a frame something. Something you'll just see, like, yeah. this is there's this pulls out all of the great stuff in collecting, and you can buy stuff here that you just won't see elsewhere. Right. We, uh, we were talking about that yesterday. Like, just the stuff you see here, you won't see elsewhere. And it's, if it's not here, then it's probably not anywhere, you know? It's, right. it's, there's a lot of cool stuff. This is like a traveling museum, almost, that you just get a little bit of everything. And what I like about it, this, it was in Chicago last year, this year it's Cleveland, you know, and back to Chicago, then, then to New Jersey. There's something uh, regional about it. So there's gonna be, you're gonna find a lot of red stuff, a lot of, you know, a lot of Cleveland stuff, a lot of, you're gonna find that out there on the floor. But then you also have a little bit of everything else, you know? Right. So there's something for every collector. That's pretty cool. Definitely. I, I've, in the years past, I've, I've, it's probably at least my 15th national I've been to. Um, in Cleveland, I was always able to, in the past, get some good Julio Franco items because he played here. Yeah. Whereas in, in Chicago, maybe I could draw some Chicago stuff from this with them, but it's it's neat. It's, it's the same show, but it's a different show. Right. Each city has its own exactly. twist to it. Yeah. I love the way this is spread out and laid out. Uh, Chicago is really on, like you're kind of on top of each other. Yeah. And this is spread out very nicely, and you can you can breathe. <laughs> that's that's very cool. Well, at least Chicago they have it at Rosemont now. When they had right. it downtown, that was really tight. Really. Yeah. I, that, I, I that was insane. That. I don't want to. <laughs> that, that was that was in the nine like probably '94 or so. I can't remember the year, but oh wow, that uh, was a long time ago. That was a tight show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. But, very nice. So, uh, looking for the, the, the any other Reading Reading players? Uh, not not really. Uh, okay. It just I mean, if I happen to see them, then I'll, I'll get them. But you know, we'll probably spend I don't know two to six hundred dollars with you know with no or we've spent less and more sure. depending on the show and it really just depends what what catches our eye. Of course. Now you know that he probably doesn't have a a. Uh, ton of time in the Philly system, right? Because Afaro's in up Yeah, in I don't Philly. know I don't know what's gonna to happen to him because unfortunately he's a good prospect, but right. 
It's kind of like when Ryan Howard came up. He had Jim Tomey was in front of him. Right. So he lost a lot of home runs. Yeah. When Tomey was there. That's right. Um, and you know, not putting him at that level, but I think he's going to make the major leagues at some point. Of course. But uh, he's in a logjam right now. He he certainly is. He certainly is. All right, man. I'm going to move on and let you move on and go find your cards. I have another interview I got to go down to on the okay. other side. All good. But uh, I really appreciate you stopping by. No problem. Please don't be a stranger. No, anytime. Seriously. Right. Awesome, buddy. Anytime. If, you know, I don't know if you ever think it's appropriate, you want a, a comment or a quote or sure, whatever, just hit me up. I want to go to the Wing Bowl. That's what I want to do. Wing Bowl? <laughs> this could be the last year this year. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it very, might, might very well be. I got to come then. The problem is you got bought out. Uh. And... Uh, only one out of like 250 stations they have. Only one station that have an eating contest, and the one that does wing bowl. Oh. They had to hold your Wii for a Wii, hold your urine. Okay. To win a PlayStation Wii when that came out. Okay. The lady drank two gallons of water, walked off, talked to her family, and died. Oh wow! And then they they lost that station. Yeah. So they said no, it's not worth it. We're not sure. doing any of this eating stuff. So they got rid of everything. So there's wow. talk that they're gonna. Get rid of this one too. That sucks. Which stinks because, like last year, that was a fifty thousand dollar day. Right. Between. Uh, right. I've won, I've won cars three years in a row there. Wow. So. It's that, amazing. For me, that's a tough contest. That's to lose. tough. But good All luck right, in your next interview. All right. Good luck to you out there on the floor, Thanks buddy. Again. All right. All right, man. I'll be around. <laughs> this is RBI Crew Seven from St. Louis, Missouri, and you're listening to Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. And we're back after another quick break uh, with my first guest, Jason Galeski, the point man for Collect Auctions and Goodwin Auctions. What's going on, buddy? Hey, not much. How are you, buddy? I'm doing real well. Nationals going on. It's quiet right now. The door's just open. But in a, in a few mo- moments, this place is going to be buzzing. What are you thinking so far? You've been here for a couple days already, so. I love it. This is, this to me, this is everything I imagined and more every single year i just i soak it up i eat it up i love seeing everybody that i haven't seen for the whole year all across the country and the world this is great and you see everything here so this is only my second show my, my second national i'm loving the floor layout here in cleveland much better than I, what, what it is in chicago chicago seems like you're just like excuse the expression nut to butt with everybody right correct here you got room to move and it I don't know why that is, but I like it. I'm not sweating on people, you know? <laughs> We're gonna talk about some cool things you guys got going over uh, at your booth, but before we do, I wanna ask you, have you got a chance to walk the floor and see some things that are been pretty cool to you? Um, a little bit, you know, not as much as I'd like to, Eric, but uh, we will be doing that today. Uh, just uh, meeting new customers, talking to old clients, old dealers, just getting uh, a feel for what they have and and just really just getting to know them and and going from there. Right. So let's talk about collect auctions first. Well, no. Let's go get, yeah, collect. What do you guys got over there this month? Because I saw that Nolan Ryan car that you posted. It's the highest graded Nolan Ryan Tops Venezuelan rookie, right? Absolutely. It's a six and a half? Five and a half. Five and a half? So that's cool. Yeah. What's, can you, if you, if you could guess, what do you think that's going to go for in the auction? Well, Eric, the last one, a four and a half, went for eighteen. Eighteen thousand. Eighteen thousand. Wow. Um, 
I would say if I were to if, if I were to have to make an estimate, I'd say anywhere between 30 and 50. Right now, the bidding is LionCollectAuctions.com. Uh, the bidding is at 5100 right now. Okay. Um, auction ends on Thursday, on but Thursday. Um, six days from now. But yeah, people can come on by and see that. We have that over there. We have some great game used jerseys. Um, we have. Uh, we have a Mariano Rivera jersey, game worn, um, and a uh, lot of other great items. Chipper Jones, um, we just got in the Hall of Fame. We have his his game worn jersey, throwback jersey. Now there's a lot of auction houses out there that people can go with. Why should they be going with Collect? Well, because the people that you meet there, Steve and I, Steve Plato and I, are the people that are gonna be Handling your items, shipping your items, cataloging your items, everything. If you guys have a question on an item, you can call us, and we we are going to handle it from start to finish. So ownership, more or less, is what you're saying. You, you yes. guys are taking ownership of what of, of uh, all consignment items. You're going to handle the whole process front to start. Yep. Not a lot of hands are touching it. Nope. So it's just you two. Yep. With that being said. What's your workload like then? Like in the previous auctions, you guys are you guys taking in 100, 150 items, two hundred items, or something like that? Because Eight, yep, yeah. eight hundred thirty lots in this collect oh, wow. auctions. Morning, man. Morning. How are you doing? Good, how are you? My my man Tim from uh, Signature Facility stopping by. We'll, we'll catch up with him a little later. So, you guys are touching all that. Just you two. What's the turnaround like from from time a lot is paid for to shipping? Uh, we try and get it as, as, as fast as we can. Um, we try to get everything out in a few days. Um, okay. I mean, if, if, someone, if someone pays and that's the only thing that's been paid for, sure. I'm, running, I'm running over to the printer right, right away, getting that FedEx label on, and it's out. There I mean, you go. We, 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 I know when I did this by myself, all I know is that when a customer would order something i would make sure it was out immediately and i know when i buy something i'm sure you're the same way eric yeah. when you want to buy when you buy something you want that thing yesterday but you know it's going to take at least a couple days you don't want it to take a couple weeks we got to get it in the customer's hands immediately sure so you guys are doing that as fast as possible on that which is good to know for for collectors especially when they're bidding on these high ticket items like a nolan ryan rookie venezuelan tops five and a half absolutely that's that's crazy let's talk about another big card that uh we kind of have our hands on here it's that shohei otani super fractor what do you know about that man all i know is that that's going to be in, that's going to be in our next goodwin auction and uh that that card has been the talk of the hobby i know otani's cooled down a little bit you know with the injury but you know that has been i mean you've had this person that you know there was the crazy offers out there and you know that's that's a hot card i yeah. mean the hobby's hot right now eric we had that card last night at the uh buffalo wild wings event and it was there for people to see you know just like it is here at the beckett booth right now conservative estimates are probably high five figures you know but it's not unrealistic to think that it's not going to go six figures that card is going to be completely dependent upon the uh, the foreign market. You know, Japanese collectors get a hold of that that bidding, and 
you could probably see it. You could probably go see it go six figures real quick if it goes to Japan. Um, it's impressive. It's really impressive. When the Chris when we we the Chris Bryant sold for like ninety two thousand, I think it was. It came to the office. I remember the Strasbourg going for twenty thousand, and that was a ridiculous number. But this Oltani has, for a modern card, especially a modern current year card, has the the ability to just shatter records because no one knows what's going to happen, really, right? We have, we have our, we, I mean, seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars is not unrealistic, I don't think. But if again, if the Japanese market gets a hold of that bidding, and it could really go hundred thousand. I'm, I'm, I'm like waiting on pins and needles to see what happens. Are you excited for it too? Oh, very excited, very excited. I mean, it's the card. It's the card that everybody talked about. People were buying cases of it just to rip it, just to try and get that, well, golden ticket, so to speak. Right, right. Because, you know, which is kind of ironic because that's the kind of card that it is, how it looks, you know, it just, it just has a beautiful luster about it, Eric. It just sizzles, it's just, it's amazing. And it's like, when you put a modern day player in the same sentence as Babe Ruth, the hype is just gonna naturally be uh, be there. And, and uh, we're very excited to be able to facilitate this sale. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be, it's good for, it's good for everyone involved. And I think it's gonna be uh, great for the hobby once it, once it finally actualizes and we see what happens with it, right? All right, Jason, you've been with Beckett for, what, about six months now? Uh, since November. Okay. So, yeah, almost getting close to a year. Close to a year. You were brought in as, uh, as a sales guy. Now you're working with the auctions. So, I mean, but you were a collector and a dealer before this. I was. You've, have you been to the National before, I'm, I'm assuming? I'm, like. Yeah, this is, uh, let's see, fourth straight National, sixth overall. Sixth overall. As a, so talk to me as a dealer and as a as a collector what does the national mean to you from that perspective i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it eric it is one of those things where they call it the show of shows they say if, if you can't find it here it's probably not here which is true in some point because a lot of one-on-ones exist mm -hmm. that are you know in collections they are, brian it, gray has all of them <laughs> <laughs> i love brian gray um the this is the pinnacle. This is the Super Bowl. This is the World Series. This is this is the Indy 500, the Daytona 500, the Stanley Cup. Everything wrapped into one. Um, this is absolutely amazing. This is this is if you're a dealer, a collector, a casual fan, uh, an autograph collector, great autograph signers at this event. You just gotta check it out. It's, 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 I didn't, I walked into it last year not knowing really what to expect. I knew it was going to be big. Like, I didn't have a concept of how big it was going to be. And now being my second year in, I think, oh, there's that lady. I'll tell you that story in a minute. <laughs> uh, now being my second year into it, I think it's something that you do owe yourself just to, if it's close to you, you got to come see it. It's affordable. Yeah. The tickets are what, 15 bucks, 20 bucks, something like that? I think 22. Like, so for the day pass? For a day pass. If you just buy a day pass, I mean, you can spend all day in here and not see the same thing twice. That's correct. It's, it's, 
crazy, crazy stuff. There was a, I'll tell you the story, I can tell it on air. So last night at our Beckett, uh, our Beckett B-Dubs night, uh, thank you again to everybody who came out. We had a great time. We have a final Cal Ripken Jr. card autograph to give away from Leaf. Thank you, uh, Brian. And you guys entered that uh, with the hashtag Beckett B-Dubs night. You guys can't enter it because it's already over, <laughs> but uh, it was fun. So Steel City was there. Shout out to Jason and everybody at Steel City. And they had a, they had a mystery jersey redemption break that they had. And uh, the greatest thing happened in the whole world last night when the sweetest lady in the room, the sweetest lady, uh, slashed the plastic off of her mystery redemption box, opened it up, and it was an O.J. Simpson jersey. <laughs> Notice that I did say slash. <laughs> it, like, the look of horror that came over her face was like, oh my God, did I really pull this? And then the excitement and the exuberance from the crowd as they cheered her for pulling the O.J. Simpson was awesome. And I just saw her walk by. I, I, I'm going to go speak to her today. It was great stuff, man. What would you do if you pulled an O.J. Simpson jersey? Oh, man. I'd be singing the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song the whole time. <laughs> because that's the first thing that I think of when I think of O.J. Simpson. Of course. I, I, I would, you know, before everything happened, he was one of the greatest players you know i mean he's a hall of famer sure. i mean he was in the hertz commercials mm. very visible very he always smiled he was very likable uh, but then right and it's just what a tarnished legacy and then it's just it's just terrible what happened to such a likable person right but yeah i i think going back to your question eric i think that if i pulled that jersey Man, that'd be, it, it, it would be pretty cool, but it'd be like, oh, man, what do I do with exactly. this? That's probably what the lady thought. She ended up trading it for a Alonzo morning jersey. Oh, so. So nice. it, it was good for her, but just the look on her face <laughs> was amazing. That was that was worth the $30 admission. Not me. You got all you could eat wings, okay? All you could drink. We had a bar. It wasn't an open bar. You had to pay for your alcohol, but, you know, you could, you know, all you could drink soda and everything like that. Um, that was all there. Tons and tons of giveaways. But then that O.J. Simpson moment. And that's where we're going to end this interview. <laughs> Priceless. Hey, uh, tell all my listeners where they can reach you at Collect so they can get uh, consignments over to you. Come on over to Booth 700. Uh, Steve and I will take care of you. And uh, stop by, say hi, and uh, thank you guys for everything. All right, what about emails if they want to consign to the next auction? Uh, Jay Gillespie. G-A-L-L-E-S-K-E at Beckett.com. That's J Galeski, G-A-L-L-E-S-K-E at Beckett.com. There you go. All right, uh, this auction ends next next Thursday. Yep. Go get in, at least see it. Go at least see everything in there. Because there's more than just the Nolan Ryan. Jason, thanks for stopping by, buddy. I'm back. All right, man. That was awesome. Hi, this is Sean Bender with Still City Collectibles, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. We're hanging out now with Mel from Beller Sports Cards here at the National on the floor. Uh, the door's just open. It's not too crazy yet, but uh, Mel, how you doing? Good, man. You doing good? Yeah. Thank you, first of all, first foremost, for uh, sponsoring the show, getting us up here. I really appreciate that. 
Uh, Glad that we can help. You guys have a whole new concept on uh, like the card shop with the bar and, and what's going on with this? I like it. Well, we uh, did some thinking and thought that in order to get uh, card stores rejuvenated that we needed to do something completely different. So we came up with a concept that's uh, basically a, uh, a sports bar for cards. Uh, our shop in Bel Air, Maryland is uh, equipped with uh, walls of wax, uh, wall-mounted showcases, not the standard old-style old sure. jewelry showcases. And then uh, we have some flat-screen TVs and uh, everybody comes in and sits down and sits at the bar here and you know rips wax. We play pack wars, uh, people will trade, they'll watch games. It's just uh, it's a very in interactive uh, way to, to do business. but. The thing that we focus on and all of my team members is it's the experience sure we want we want everybody when they come in the shop to feel welcomed and that know that they can ask questions and and get get honest answers and know that you know we're going to steer them the right direction and as far as a hobby goes so it's um actually this uh august 5th will mark our one year anniversary so nice. we're uh really excited this is the first time we've brought the uh portable bar to a show, um, and that's something that we're looking at doing in the future as well. Now, is this a custom thing? Is this something that was that you guys made? Yeah, or, my yeah? Uh, my son's an architect, and he uh, actually did the prints for the the store, for our layout and everything. And then um, I actually just did the rough drawing for the bar, and uh, you know, tape measure and a pencil, and we sure. made it work. So awesome. Now, I usually leave with this question, but I'll, I'll pick it up here. How long have you been involved in the hobby? Boy, that's a long time. I started collecting when I was about uh, seven or eight years old. So uh, I've been in the hobby over uh, I've been in the hobby over 50 years. So, oh wow! Yeah. Do you do you remember the product that got you hooked into it? Or yeah, it was a uh, going to the local grocery store, the IGA, and it was a uh, six pack of tops. And it was a flat rack, six uh, six packs of tops, and I was allowed to get that rack, and it cost a quarter. And what I would do is I would open up a pack every day for six days and I would chew the gum. Okay. And then the cards all sat in a cigar box and believe it or not, I have a complete 1967 top set from wow. all the packs that I opened. So That's, you still have yeah, that? Yeah, I still have the set. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, never man. got rid of it. It's uh it's my pride and joy. So uh that's that's that was a big year for me, 1967 tops. So that's great. So was it just it was you were all hooked after that, huh? Yeah, it just uh, kept you know kept collecting. You know, of course, you know, teen later teen years took some time off, but you know after college and getting married and having the family, sure, got the boys involved in it. Right. Opened up our first store in 1989, and now we have our second store in uh, in Bel Air. So that one thing we were, I was talking to your guys before you got over here, and one thing that they were saying was card stores that were opened in the late 80s early 90s and they and they survived the bust they still look like the card stores that right, they did in the 80s yeah. and the 90s your your concept is a complete completely something new completely something different right and it's pretty innovative where it's giving the collector somewhere to come and just hang out and have fun which you can still do that in the other store but this this almost invites you in. This almost invites you in, like like I don't want to sound cliche, but like a Cheers atmosphere. Well, that's that's what we were looking for. Was a unique experience, or you were looking for something that would would want people to you know people would want to come into the store sure. and 
and we've actually done that. It's been a very, uh, very uh, positive uh, response from our community. Uh, we have everything from you know, grandfathers and seniors in there buying cards with their with their grandsons or granddaughters, and then everything in between, every age in between. And just to show how unique and innovative it is, we actually have a little daycare child's area inside the store with you know table and baskets with toys and stuff and it's not uncommon to see a, a parent come in and sit down and their toddler or three mm -hmm. or four year old to be over sitting at the kids table having a good time and you know it's if you create an atmosphere where people feel welcomed and, and it's uh it's it's very very brightly lit i mean you walk in and everything is um is, is clean and, and you know slimline and it's uh no clutter okay. and people are able to um you know have a have a good experience at, at the card bar so the uh, last step of the final final thing for the card bar is actually the card menu okay. so like when you walk into a restaurant and sit down and they give you the menu or you have a menu stand sure we have a, a, a menu stand for the card bar and what that menu will be is basically everything that we have in stock as far as all of our vintage cards I mean what you do is you you can look at the menu and it says vintage and it might say you know 50s to 60s and it's box one so someone's coming in looking for that 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 era we just pull box one out from behind the bar and give it to them and they can sit and look at it and you know if they want to make a purchase or they, they can so it's um it's the last the last thing we have to do is wrap that up is have everything um you know, organized so that when you come in, you can basically look at the, the menu items, sure. which are the card items. And then the back wall behind the bar is just the card bar is no different than what it is in the um, in, in an actual bar. We have top shelf, middle right. shelf, bottom shelf, and the top shelf, you know, the top shelf's where we have all the, the high-end wax, you know, the two, $3,000 boxes or whatever, and then we go all the way down to the pack level for the kids that come in and right. do everything. So it's, uh, and everybody that's been in, everybody that's been in has been like, wow, this is like so unique, so different. And and, and because of that, we're getting a lot of repeat customers and um, our Facebook page is getting a lot of activity. So we're, we're really, um, we're really pleased with the first year. I, I checked you guys out on Twitter. You guys don't have a, a huge Twitter presence yet? No. But is that something you're looking to grow? Yeah, we just started yesterday. We, uh, In fact, I think we're up about two or 300 uh, followers from a post that we made yesterday. So we're definitely, we, we have Instagram, we have Twitter, Facebook, and our website's going to be launched uh, here in another week or two. So well, Now, what about breaking? You guys do, like, breaking? Absolutely. We have an online uh, break uh we have Bel Air Breaks, okay. and it's uh, through Facebook right now. And then once the uh, website goes live, it'll be a uh, you can purchase breaks through the website. And sure, everything will be um, good to go. So, sure, awesome. That's really good stuff, man. Now, you've been open a year. What do you what do you see the long run for for Bel Air? Uh, how, how do you want to run this? You know, ten years from now, what do you think it's going to look like? Well, what we're going to have to do is um, we're already outgrowing. We've already outgrown our store. Okay. Uh, we're already contemplating what we're going to have to do we have a, a year left on our original lease but um we're, we're scouting and looking at for a much larger facility we we want to get into uh, a much bigger building where we can where we can do more um to grow the hobby and it's uh we want a lot bigger bar uh we, we want to have more more atmosphere for the experience so that when people come in 
um, they can uh, we do a lot of like kids events on Saturdays right we do kids breaks and yeah we need to um, we need to have a bigger a bigger place because I, I actually do a thing called um, break parties for kids it's for their birthdays or for little league teams or a sport team at the end of the year the coach gets a hold of us and they come in and we, we hook them up and they can bring food in and uh, we do a, a break for the team and you know we just do it like random team or random players and we, we do everything in store and it's it's uh, good satisfaction when you see these kids who maybe haven't been with cards and they come in and and they like you know they walk out with a, with a handful of cards and it gets them hooked it gets them hooked again so that's that's our you know our long-term goal is to just keep growing the hobby through the store through customer experience so you, you mentioned you know kids getting them back involved in the hobby that's something we always talk about you know in the Beckett offices or you hear that on the floors getting kids back in the hobby but you're doing something about it yeah so definitely congratulations uh, appreciate kudos to you that. for doing that we got a awesome. box at the end of the bar there it's got free cards for kids free packs if anybody walks by here at the show their kids we we try to flag them down make sure they grab a couple free packs so, awesome um but those kids that are here, they're they're pretty much here because they already have an interest. But sure. you know, it helps their free packs. Maybe they give them to their friends or, or something. So we're just uh, doing whatever we can. That's good stuff. All right, I'm gonna wrap this up. I go back over to the Beckett booth. I'm sure somebody's looking for me. All right, man. But, Thanks uh, again. Thank you for sponsoring us and getting us up here. Uh, no problem. I, I look forward to hopefully getting over to Bel Air and doing a show from from the bar. Oh, that'd be great, man. Be we would love that. Awesome. We'd really love to have you. So. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank Appreciate you very much. It. Yep. When, um... This is Scott Sargent from WFNY, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, I had to put on my media pass for this one. Get back here with the big guys. I don't know uh, how else to say this. You can hear the Darth Vader music in the background. Mr. Mr. Steve Grad is with us. What's going on, Steve? Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you? Um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good now that we're here and talking. Yeah, you're not uh, big-timing me. You know what? Here's the thing. I don't think I would ever do that to you. Okay. I like to spend time with you, quality time, but you really never have me on anymore. And I've wanted to be part of the show. I've begged to be part of the show. I've gotten down on my hands and knees, and then you've kind of just, you know, put us to the side. I get it. You know, you have Otani fever now, and it's all Otani mm. all the time. I mean, that's all you talk about. I get it. But we're trying to, you know, make an honest living here. Begged is a strong <laughs> term, but I love you anyways. What? How's London? Uh, London was great, man. Actually, I'll tell you the truth. Probably, in all honesty, I never expected the the mass. And I, I, I took this photo. So at the show, we were kind of on the first level. And I took this photo going down the stairs. And it was absolutely, it, it was like this sea of people. In the middle of that sea of people was our booth. And they give us a nice little walled-off box almost. Okay. And it's just, I will tell you what what it is there it's like imagine coming to the national back in like 1998 with no authentication companies and no one helping the public you know okay. authentic just imagine that that's what it's like there and um we're the only one like imagine back then in 98 we were doing authentication back then we we're the only ones that's what it's like but i think the thing we're working on now mostly is to educate people and get them to submit because the people we've met and the people we've kind of brought in they want to do it Okay. So I think it's a great vertical for our company and to expand into that market and give those people an opportunity to either, you know, like let's say it's a show signer, Jason Momoa signing there, or Steven Seagal or James Kahn. We saw a ton of that product. 
and people were bringing that stuff to our booth, Funko Pops, uh, weird props, photos, comic books, having authenticated on site. And it's it's so cool, dude, to be part of that. I can't even tell you, man, like, uh, we did the show up in Birmingham in June, and then this one, and it's like, man, people want it, we just gotta get that word to them, you know? Sure. And I think, uh, at least from my point of view, the Facebook uh, groups, especially Star Wars Autograph Universe, is a group uh, that's on Facebook. And please, anybody listening, please join, sign up. Um, it's just not all Star Wars, but it's it's educated so many people. And it, the great thing about those groups is that you could reach so many people. You know, we're overseas. You know, I mean, before it's hard to put your website out there, but just on the World Wide Web. Now right. you've got Facebook, and you have billions of people tuning in. It's just a wonderful opportunity for us, and the company's, you know, enthusiastic about it. We're going to be out there March 2nd and 3rd. Okay. It's uh, called London Film and Comic Con Spring, and then the summer shows will be at both of them next year. So it's huge for us. I really do. Thanks you, for asking about that. What he just said is, I need a sponsor to go to London in March. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not so many words. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I, I was looking at those pictures from there, and it, it was just a sea of people, yeah. and it... And knowing that they they might not be all hip to autographs and authentication and us being there and helping with that, that's that's really cool that we're getting on the ground floor. But, but there. think about this, dude. You said it right there. Ground floor, it's gonna be, you know, hopefully it's gonna be like second nature to, to the to the good folks out in England. Sure. Is that there's one company there. It's us. Right. We're locked in with showmasters. They have they could come to us and, and through the years hopefully they just get so used to it it's bam back right. in, you know and that's what we want and it's hard you know this industry we work in it's hard to find new verticals mm -hmm. you know it's like how do we expand more how do we change things more well that's how we do it and change it you know next i want to go to shanghai i want to get out there and let people see our brand and what we do and i think it's important you know i mean we've got america covered people right. know who we are and it's good to get out here and do the shows here too but man you get out there and you get out in overseas you know that's where it's at. That's, That's awesome. where it's at. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, did I see a picture with you and Steven Seagal? Did, is, yeah. Was that a thing? Yeah, dude. Okay, so, <laughs> you know, at these shows, they have the photo op. Right. So, it's not just autographs. It's photo ops. So, yeah, I paid for the photo op. And I have to tell you, they got, it, for one thing, we grew up watching you know, right. uh, Above the Law, Hard to Kill, all those, you know, under right, siege. Right. But then his career just kind of did this arc, and then it went downhill as fast as could be. Sure. And... It was cool to see him. I'd met him many years ago when he was a lot thinner. He's just a bigger guy, and he's tall, too. Yeah. But you know what? I think, because I was, I also did the autograph thing. So I did the autograph first on, on Saturday, and I had an early number. So I was able to go up in the line early, mm -hmm. like literally right when he got to the show. And he was just kind of like, I, I wish you could, you know people could see me, but his eyes were just kind of like, like he didn't know what to expect. But when I got up there in line, I started talking to him about Above the Law. I'm from, I'm from Chicago. And we just kind of hit it off for just a minute or two. Sure. And he started asking me about the guys. He, make a long story short, he used these local Chicago cops he liked in all of his movies. Yeah. And you'd really know Seagal movies. You'd see these guys in almost all of his films. Right. And they were in The Fugitive. One of the guys had passed away, uh, Joe Casala. And he's asking me about him. I said, he's dead. He's like, no, he's, he can't be. I, I love Joe. I said, he passed away. He didn't even know that. So it was oh. cool, dude. That's cool. And in the photo op, the photo. I got the photo op. So make another make a long story short. I they they have him sitting down. So you know it's weird. You get in and just be like all rigid. So I like crossed my arms and like got in there with him. Sure. And then he had his eyes closed. So I took another one and I said, hey, keep your eyes open this time, dude. He's <laughs> like, I got you. I'm sorry about that. So very nice. There was, I saw that. I was like, uh, um, are we in the martial arts things now? Or but well, but he's that's wearing cool. like a, it's a kimono, like a, a right? Kimono, yeah. yeah. But then he had blue jeans on. 
Okay. So that might be a good look for you if you think about it. Can I was gonna wear that today, actually. The kimono. Yeah. Yeah. And then they told me you were gonna wear it, so I was just. Uh, I I had it and I was gonna wear it. Let's do it tomorrow together. Do tomorrow together. Yeah. Let's, speaking of wearing things, let's talk about your hat and Pimp and Joy. I want to know what this is. It's all about goodness and giving back and just spreading the love. That's all. For real. You'd see the name Pimp and you're like, what are you? You're a pimp? No. Right. It's just about goodness, man. And sure. Love. That's all. For where, real. where can I get one? I want one. You got to order them, man. I got to pay. You know, okay. It's like 35 bucks each, dude. Wow. You're going to do that Maybe I'll pay it forward to you. Oh, that would be awesome. I probably won't, but I'm just trying to That would that. be at least Pimp and Joy. It you, would. See, that's what it is, though. Okay. I got it? you. I get it. It all started, I believe, for raising money for cancer awareness. Okay, yeah. So it's kind of sprouted off that. Awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about something that's not so awesome. I uh, saw you on the news last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody got kicked out of the show for selling fake stuff? Yeah, to make a, make a long story short, um, on Wednesday, the first day of the show, this guy comes up to the booth, leaves his card, says he wants to talk to us. This guy's been around for 25, 30 years, and he's just had, let's just say, allegedly bad stuff, you know, but the stuff is just... It's it's out there. Everybody knows when you're selling Mickey Mantle for 50 bucks, there's a problem. Right, right. So I think he was associated or at least probably knew the guys or whatever, but they were set up here and enough dealers got pissed off. And if you think about this, dude, if uh, you're dealer A and you've got a Mickey Mantle out at your booth for $900, okay, right. with a Beckett cert on it, and then he's got Mickey Mantle out there for 60 bucks. Right. You know, it hurts your sales. because yeah. You know what? Unfortunately, and you know this, dude, there's plenty of uneducated people in the business just don't know they want to have a good time or first timers. They're going to walk in and see that and be like, whoa, Mickey Mantle for 50 bucks, 60 bucks. I got to buy that. And they had a good booth position. So they ended up taking him out of the show. The Fox affiliate came here and it turned into actually a pretty big interview. They asked me a lot of stuff about that and then about what we're doing here at the show. I showed them some autograph stuff. It actually worked out good. And to tell you the truth, I've done three different hits now mm -hmm. for local Cleveland stuff with CBS, two with Fox. And we did a morning show here on uh, Wednesday morning. Right. So, you know, we're just trying to spread the love. But right. that is the only unfortunate part of the show. Right. At least we caught it early, right? And, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. You don't want to see people get burned. I'm sure some of them want that stuff. But hopefully, let's hope this much they saw that on the news. They're like, wait a minute. Right. Let's see if I can take some action, you know? And at least they know it's probably not going to pass authentication. So. Sure. All right. Now, I know it's early in the show. It's just the second or third day. What have you seen so far that's been... Like, pretty cool. Well, a lot of vintage stuff. Yesterday was like a vintage barrage. Oh, okay. Um, you know, team balls, Lou Gehrig. We did a Ruth Gehrig ball. We did, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, nice Dodger team balls. Did some nice Jackie Robinson pieces. Uh, nice Hornsby single. I also rejected some stuff. George Washington, George Sisler, Ty Cobb. So we've seen uh, bouncing back and forth with good and bad. So there's a, but there's a ton of good stuff we've seen. I mean, really neat stuff, man. And, and it's, it's great because I will tell you what, Eric, um, in just a year, we have just exploded, mm -hmm. and it's wonderful. We're appreciative to the people who submit to us and the people that trust us. I'm available. People want to come see me. You know, find me on social media. I'm easy to find on Twitter. Hit me up. You know, I can't look at autographs online, but I can help answer questions. Of course, of course. All right, we're gonna wrap this up so you can get oh, back to. Oh man, uh, that's it, dude. I mean, you I'd really like to be good enough for you. I just feel you, like I'm not worthy. You're the best. The best at what? At what you do. Life. You are the best at what you do. No, thank so, God. Yeah, you know what? I appreciate it, but we have a great team. Brian Saburo's amazing yeah. too, and you know, I, without him, I'm nothing. So, and and that's the truth to God, man. Without the people we have with us, right? You know, I don't know everything, and Brian doesn't. But man, when you start to mesh together and get mm -hmm. those things going, it's good. That's the great thing about this business. You know, we're growing, we're learning. 
we're bringing in a lot of new customers, and I think we're a dynamic company. Truthfully, man, we're going to keep keep this up. You guys are doing great. Brian is the he's the modern baseball IP person, right? You like, that you, too, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but celebrities, yeah, baseball. yeah. And dude, I want to mention one more thing too. Sure. Um, and I, this actually mentioned it the first time here, for real. So in a couple weeks, maybe a month or so, and I'm going to ask for your involvement at okay. some point. I'm going to do a um, doing a charity uh, kind of fundraiser for a friend of mine, Ryan, little kid down in Houston. Okay. Um, had cancer, been really dealt some bad luck. Him and his mom had their entire lives wiped out by the flooding last year. Okay. Lost everything, every possession they had, their car. So uh, I have a bobblehead that's coming out. I'm going to limit it to 250. All right. This is the first time I'm talking about it anywhere. Okay. With you. Thank you. So I'm going to limit it to 250. They're all going to be signed. I'm going to run it through a friend of mine, but all the proceeds are going to Ryan and just help. It's called ryanswarriors.com, but I'm going to help him out and his mom. And if it's popular and if I get good feedback, I'm going to do another run of 250. I'm paying, by the way, I'm paying for all of it myself. Okay. Because I want to help this kid out. Just a wonderful little kid. He's been, I mean, can you imagine suffering with cancer and all this, you know, stuff going on in his life? And he's so little, and then to have that happen to him. So anything I could do to help him and his mom out, that's kind of what I'm doing. So I want to mention it here first, but when we get it rolling, I want to get on there and tell people how they could do it. And, and just, it's going to be not big, nothing crazy. Sure. And this isn't an ego thing, but this is to help out a great family, great people. I'm all about it. Let's do it. Yeah, Let's I know you it. are, brother. Thank you. Now, uh, one last thing, show special, $10 show signers? That's a show signer. So let's say you meet Jim Brown. Yeah. You're in the autograph area. Bring it right over to our booth. We'll get it processed quickly. Get it back to you at $10. That's all That's weekend it. long, guys. All right. Thanks, Steve. Dude, always great seeing you, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm going to talk about that right off here. It's Wally from One Million Baseball Cards in St. Louis, Missouri, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after another quick break, hanging out now with uh, the autograph card and Brian. What's up, man? Hey, how you been? I'm doing really well. I'm going to leave this right here. That should be good enough, okay? So uh, what's going on, man? The Nationals popping. You guys are set up, going. You got all kinds of new, you got new product lines out there or stuff that I haven't seen yet. So tell us about that stuff. Uh... New for the national, uh, people are aware of our products. We've actually expanded out to what we call the City Series. Okay. So we have branded baseball, football, and hockey cards that are team-specific. Very nice. As well as our regular product line, which are a more universal product you can use for any player. Sure. That's awesome. I like that. So this is the first one that they've been out... Cleveland, because we're here in Cleveland? Well, we have all 30 major league cities. Okay. So we, we don't discriminate. <laughs> if, if you're a Tiger fan, we got you covered. All right. But now, since we're in Cleveland, we're going to talk yeah. about these are clean, man. I like the, the team design. Uh, well, the team colors, obviously. Uh, they're just really clean and really awesome. People are coming by picking these up. People come by and pick these up. Is that uh, what do these go for a pack? They're ten dollars a pack. Okay. Twenty-five cards per pack. Okay. So it's a great way to supplement your collection. If you're an avid grapher, you're always going to run into somebody signing and you somewhere. Right. The other day they had Calvin Murphy on the main stage. Sure. Who has an extra basketball in their bag? Right. Exactly. That's why it's such a great idea. On the flight up here from Dallas, first class. Uh, and I wasn't in first class. I was going to say, <laughs> you're making that Beckett money right now. Uh, in first class, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, Rich Gosling, Joe Green, and uh, Randy White. Can you imagine walking through first class with an autograph card? Exactly. And just, hey, guys, you can sign that real quick. And then we got to the very back of the plane, and Dr. Beckett's sitting there. So it was a loaded... Basically, if the plane would have went down, we were the last people mentioned on the whole, <laughs> the whole exactly. thing. But it was cool to see. 
Now, we're, you know, what there, a, there was a tragedy today. By the way, fat packs is no more. Exactly. Exactly. I see comic books over there. What? Tell me about that. Comic books. We uh -huh. also do some artist sketch cards. Very nice. I mean, a lot of times at Comic Cons, that's a really interactive experience. Yes. You have all the authors and illustrators there. Right. On site. Right. You know, it's you don't have. Here you have a little interaction with the hobby. You know, Pujols will be here tomorrow for sure. a little bit. But in comic book world, you have the Comic Cons. They'll bring in the actors from the movies, right. they'll bring in the writers of the comic books, so it's a much more immersive experience. Definitely. I'm loving the sketch card. I haven't seen this. I wonder if sketch artists know about this. Do you guys advertise this directly yeah. to sketch artists? We have a lot of them that they'll buy it because a sketch artist, this sketch is maybe what, two inches by two inches? Right. They can knock that out in a couple of seconds. Right. Whereas when you pay them to do a board, a backer right. board, Half an hour. Sure. So that's why they got to charge so much. Right. A little sketch like this, a guy can do that. It took him maybe 10 seconds to make that sketch. Sure. That's a nice Batman, yeah. too. Matt, Matt Browning from the, the Simpsons, he can do a Bart Simpson faster than he can sign his name. Are you serious? Yeah. So he will just boom, do a Bart, and when he signs his name, do a little Bart character over it. Wow. Which is about the coolest thing you'll ever see over That's crazy. I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know if you guys can hear that on the microphone, but that's loud. Uh, is that Tops? That is one of the one of the companies promotions. Yeah. yeah, I think it might be our friend Thomas Fish from Blowout. Oh, he, yeah. He loves his microphone. Fish does love the mic, among other things. And then glasses. I love those glasses that Fish is always wearing. Tell me about the. Is this a premium series with the black? This is a black and gold. Okay. And you know everybody likes the inverse color. Right. People love to sign with a paint pen. Right. Of if course. you're an autograph chaser and you give somebody a paint pen, they just love writing with it. And a lot of guys will put extra inscriptions because right. they're just like, "Ooh, this pen is nice." Exactly. They get excited by a paint pen. Right. So it shows up great. You can use a silver, a black, a gold, even like an opaque yellow deco pen on there. Right. And it pops. I use. I still use your uh, legendary voices cards. I still those. But we need to make something like that and this. I dig that. Who's the designer? That's Rusty. Okay. This is Rusty needs to design something like that. Yeah. We'll talk offline, Rusty. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. We, we will get the Fat Packs exclusive card for you. That's awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, we do. I do have an autograph card that I can I can put out, but I would love to have something like this. where fat. I would love to have one of these that says Fat Packs like that. We can make that happen if we can. That'd be really cool. All right, I'm just I'm I'm spitballing now. I'm yeah. my, my my mind is rolling. What else are you putting out there? You're excited about what's coming up? Coming up, we're expanding our city series line. Okay. So I believe New England Patriots, Washington Capitals. Okay. Um, our products were all collector driven, is what I call it. We started with core four products: baseball, football, basketball, hockey. Right. That's all we did. Right. And we didn't do tennis. We didn't do golf. And we would get people and say, hey, can you do golf? Somebody would send us a tweet and say, hey, how about racing? Sure. Uh, what do you have for MMA? Right. So we listened to our customers and okay. I, I haven't seen the wrestling design either. That's really cool. Wrestling, boxing. Love that. I love the ring. The boxing is great. Yeah. Tyson's going to be here tomorrow. Olympic. Very nice. Yeah. Mary Lou Redden. And then we have a, a universal card is basically you can use for anybody, any right. sport, any personality, right. anybody worth a signature. Sure. And it's it's not specifically tailored to a specific sport. Right. But you still end up with a beautiful collector. Awesome, you do. Now, you've been on before, obviously. 
so people know where to get the cards but for my new listeners tell them tell them where they can get them they can stop by theautographcard.com or they can visit us on facebook theautographcard.com twitter at autographcard uh or if you're here in cleveland visit us booth 1420 stop by tell them you're a friend of eric's i'll give you a free pack there you go guys you so, can't you can't beat that free pack uh, tell, tell them you know me all right man i gotta get back to my booth Somebody else got to go to lunch, but I'm happy I stopped by. How you doing? Right. Nice to see you again, Always Brian. Good to see you. All right, buddy. Hi, this is Matt Salmon, host of the Wax Ecstatic Podcast. You are listening to Beckett Radio, and hey, make sure you've got fat packs for everybody. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. Uh, hanging out now with one of our uh, sponsors we mentioned at the top of the show, Baseball Treasures. John is here with me. What's up, John? How are you? doing well it's been a great day so far great week it's been a really great week uh there's some background noise i think they're doing some giveaways or something not real sure what that is but uh that's there we're here we're talking about uh baseball treasures these coin cards are flipping amazing uh we had uh we had rick on rick, earlier yeah, in the year. um great guy we did a box pushers you guys sent us uh, two boxes of these we did a box pushers of these and now i'm talking to the guy i'm talking to the man Kind of. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, yeah. And uh, so, we've heard it from Rick. Why don't you tell us, where did the concept begin from, and how did we get here? Sure. Uh, well, Rick and I met first day of school in seventh grade. Okay. So we've known each other for 35 years. That tells you how old I am. Wow. And we both connected over baseball cards. Uh, I had been buying cards since 77. He had been buying cards since 78. And uh, it started with a love of trading baseball cards. We played baseball together through high school. Uh, we went to the same college. We've been in each other's weddings. Uh, our families are friends. And uh, we were sitting around over a beer one night talking about our love for baseball cards and how the market is coming back and how people are coming back into the category. We wanted to find out what could we do to help bring people in. You guys did a good job. I mean, well, thanks. this is a... Uh new and innovative i mean this is reminiscent of what pinnacle did in the 90s but this is much much better thank you because it's the, like the, the the pictures are cleaner they're all getty images correct we're all getty images um there's no aluminum no tin right no plastic these are all uh copper silver and gold right so we're doing nothing but pure metal uh, we're using a real mint that makes real coins right. for other governments uh it's all made in the u.s but we try to get the highest quality materials and people we could to make our products. Which is why it's much better than the Pinnacle product that came out in the 90s. Um, let's talk about the player selection. How did you guys come down to, to who you wanted on the cards? Well, on the coins. Sure, it's fun because uh, we knew we wanted to do one player from each team. Right. And half of them were real easy. You knew Mookie Betts was going to be the Boston Red Sox. You knew Aaron Judge was going to be the Yankees. But then you started to get down to some other players and you said, well, who's under contract? Am I, are we in the danger of making a coin for somebody who's going to get traded? Sure. Um, we had one designed for Andrew McCutcheon on the Pirates. Gets traded. Right. Um, we got down to the Devil Rays and we were between Chris Archer and Corey Dickerson uh, and, and Kiermaier. And we said, well, odds are Archer's going to get traded. We went with Dickerson and Dickerson got traded. Right. So you're not always right. But it was, we looked for talent, we looked for a player who was on a team and wanted to be on that team, and we looked for a bit of character too. We sure. had some players that 
would have been great picks, but uh, we had some questions about are they going to show up in the news? Are they going to uh, be part of the Me Too movement right. on, the, on the wrong side of that coin? Pardon the pun. Right. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that, that we had people that uh, kids could look up to as heroes. That makes a lot of sense because at, at the price point, kids are going to be buying these and they need to see good role models. So you can't have guys that are going to be showing up in the news for the wrong kind of reasons. You guys did a good job on the player selection. Uh, I want to also commend you for going with Mike Trout and not Shohei Otani. I know, but I'm sure that's a, that was a tough decision, right? It was a decision. A decision? Um, I, I like to tell you it was tough because the I think the, the hardcore collector wants an Otani first edition. Yeah. But how do you argue against Mike Trout? It's hard, I mean, right? I he's mean, the next Mickey Mantle. Yes. He's... He might, he might be the greatest baseball player of all time. He's Mr. Everything, and yep. he's a clean-cut guy. Um, and he deserves to be promoted. He deserves to, to, to be the, the subject of a, you know, basically a miniature statue. Sure. What these coins are. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. Uh, speaking of miniature statues, they fit nicely in this, in this Ultra Pro holder you got here. But what's this the Willow Wood piece? This is their new, uh, their new frame holder? This is actually uh, called the Ultra Pro Executive Card Holder. Okay. Uh, it is their product. It fits nicely with their one-touch magnetic holder. Uh, it has a very simple plastic screw on the back that tightens into whatever width of the, of the holder you have. And it stands up nice on a desk, on a, on a bureau, uh, on a shelf as part of your collection. Sure. It's a great way to showcase the item. And uh, they're nice because they can be uh, horizontal or vertical. Which, which is good, and that's a 130 touch, right? It's a 180 touch. 180 touch. So, oh yeah, the beefy, the, the big ones. Let's talk about the silver coins. Uh, you guys have a treasure hunt, correct? Are the silver coins a part of the treasure hunt? They are part of the treasure hunt. Um, and and what's important to know about Time the silver coins because they are showing up on eBay here and there. Um, we've seen them getting huge markups on them. Uh, the, the consumers are, are are hitting home runs, if you will, sure. with the silvers. What's important is there's one, there's 25 of each player, and that's it. Okay. So it is a very, not only is it very rare, but it has an intrinsic value. I mean, silver has a melt value. Right. Then when you add on, it has a player that people like, and you add on, it's Major League Baseball approved, and the Major League Baseball Players Association approved. You know, there's a lot of items on there that keep adding to the value of that particular coin and player, and there are... Believe me, there's more than 25 Mike Trout collectors out there that want right. the Mike Trout coin. Right. Did I hear you last night say one went for $280? Mike, Mike Trout, Trout? Uh, 33 bids on it, and it went for $280. Wow. That's uh, I mean, insane. I don't want to talk down about other players or, or say that no one's worth it, but you know, even players that don't have the history or, or the uh, experience of Mike Trout, Yoan Mankata's coin went for $147. Right. And I mean, he's uh, he's an up and coming star. By no means has he proved it like Mike Trout has, but even that, it's a you know, 140, 150 bucks for a, a young kid, one of 25 coins. Sure. You mentioned something about these are Major League Baseball approved and MLBPA approved. They are notoriously hard to get them to approve things. Take a look back just at the beginning of the baseball season and the Yankees beer that didn't get approved with the uh, the players in the phone. There, there's story after story. I like. What was working like? What was it like to work with the MLBPA and the MLB to get this stuff approved? Was it a smooth process, or did you guys have to prove yourselves? How that how how that happened? It was. I would say it was a smoother process than we anticipated. Okay. Uh, in fact, it was it was so smooth 
we it happened so fast oh wow and uh, they came back and said you're approved we thought we were going to be launching in 2019 and they said we'd like you to launch in 2018 okay so it was a it was a hurry up and move kind of kind of aspect uh, we've we've been working with great people at, at major league baseball properties they like the idea of a an under ten dollar impulse buy they like the blind bag concept of it they like that we're representing the teams sure. um, equally and that we're highlighting that the, the players association likes we're highlighting their stars right um, you know what baseball is not like the nba where it's a completely star driven uh, league but people go to see stars i am going to the indians game tonight because not only do i want to see frankie lindor but i want to see mike trout Shohei otani and sure and uh and you want to see the stars play the game and that's our goal is to be promoting those stars getting kids into the, the hobby uh, bringing more people into baseball and and helping you know, do what we can to be stewards of, of the brand sure you guys are doing a good job of it, man I know, I know I'm going to sound like I'm watching balls here, but you guys are class acts all the way. And what you guys done, if, if one, put out a quality product. Two, it's collectible, so that's it's great for what we're doing, right? And then three, it's desirable, too, because you have the chase element of the, the treasure point hunt for the silver coins. You guys also have a gold coin that's out there. Is it still out there? It's What's, out there. There's, okay. there's 12 more out there. Uh, two have been found. Okay. Um, I can tell you, I have no idea where they are. Okay. We uh, we made sure that when we put the silver coins in cases, that there was at least a silver coin in every case. Okay. Um, when it came to the gold coins, I gave them to the packaging company, and uh, I said, I don't want to know where they are. Just put them at random. And they said, well, what happens if there's two in a box? I said, if there's two in a box, there's two in a box. I can't control it. Sure. Um, but I don't want to know. I just want to make sure they're out there. Does me no good having them sitting in a warehouse. Exactly. So not, we, we not like them. Uh, we they're they're in the market now. Um, I know that there's one that's about to hit because the the way the volume has worked, I I know there's one in stores right now, ready to be picked up. The press you guys have gotten out of this has been great. I've seen you guys on the MLB show, uh, some local news agencies and things. How how do you feel about that? Like this is. This is like a year one company, and all of a sudden you're boom out there. Is it? A, like, it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, you're on the fat patch girl for God. I'm just kidding. No, listen. I mean, it, it's great to talk to people about it. We have. We're, we're not what would you consider like a. We're not a venture capitalist or a private equity backed company. Sure. We're two guys that love baseball and want to bring something to the table. Sure. Um, you know, Major League Baseball is 150 years old next year, and there's a person alive who can say that they own it or that they control it or that it's theirs. Right. We're all just stewards of Major League Baseball. We're all here to bring it forward to the next generation and, and leave it better than we found it. And that's all we're, we're trying to do. Thanks for doing a good job. Thanks. I mean, we're, we try to do it. You know, my dad always taught me do it right the first time. Sure. It's uh, it's not only the right thing to do, but it's a lot cheaper. Right. It's a lot cheaper. Unwinding right. mistakes is a very expensive proposition. What about what about series two? Is there is there a series two in the works? What's happening? We thought about it. Um, there'll be a series two next year. We got to market late this year. Okay. Um, we didn't get into the market until June first. All right. So it's been now two months. I think it's a little ambitious for us to come out with a, a Series 2. Yeah. Um, but 
we're looking at next year. I mean, we're already designing a coin for next year. We've already got some of our players selected. I'm not saying who. Um, and we're looking at, at, you know, not just the trade deadline, but there's a waiver wire out there. Players move after the trade deadline. Right. And, and there may be guys that we have earmarked on teams that get that get shipped out. Sure. So we got to be careful about moving too fast, too quickly. But um, we, we'd like to have a, a Series 2 next year. It might only be 10 guys and we'll slip them into the packs. We're not gonna have new, new packaging or anything. We're just gonna right. kind of flow them into what we're doing. Sure. And if it's a, uh, you know, if it's a uh, Ian Kinsler on the Red Sox, then it's an Ian Kinsler on the Red Sox. And he shows up sometime in September next year. Awesome. Man, I'm really happy to be a part of this. Just having you guys sponsor us. I love, I love this product. I love what it's doing. I'm really appreciative of you guys sponsoring us. Once I saw this, Got it in my hands. I, my son loves it. My son's eight, and he, he I let him open some packs with me. That he's all about it. So uh, this is a this is a hit from me, and I don't know what that means. But people tell me that I, that uh, when when they hear about a new product on the show, they go buy it. So I hope it's a hit across the country. Thanks. And I really appreciate you being here. This is all awesome. good stuff, man. Thanks a lot, Eric. I, I tell you, Beckett has been great with us. Uh, they've done a lot to help us promote. They've given us great space for ads, um, and and we're able to track exactly what we do sure. through our, our partnership with Beckett and it's been a it's been a phenomenal working relationship. Awesome. I look forward to working with you in the future, sir. Thanks, Eric. Alright buddy. Take care. So check this out. This is Daryl McKay with Oyo Sports and you're listening to Beckett Radio. Alright, we're back with our final wow final interview of the day. Suze from Tops is here. We're going to talk about uh, National Baseball Card Day coming up next week, right? Yeah, August Saturday, August 11th. That does uh, seem like it's next week. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the, the, like... A week from this Saturday. It, it approaches quickly, right? Yeah. Like, you hear about it, it's in the back of your mind. You're like, oh, yeah, it's coming up, and all of a sudden, boom, it's here. Yeah. It's like Christmas. It's, and literally, it is like Christmas. So much goes on, too, for us in the month of July with, right. uh, you know, MLB All-Star and Fan Fest, and then San Diego Comic-Con. Under Armour game, and then obviously National, right. and then suddenly it's National Baseball Card Day. So what's in the what's in the works this year? Yeah, so this year, you know, it's our third annual National Baseball Card Day. Every single year, we've kind of like you know bumped it up a little bit. So this year, you know, same same as last year, you know, head out to your local card shop. We have a list of participating stores on Tox.com, and you get a free pack of National Baseball Card Day packs. It's new, new, you know, new design. It's not like anything, you know, a new packs. And then, you know. To, to complete your set, you buy $10 worth of Topps products, and then you would get an Aaron Judge card that you could only get with, with the purchase the, okay. of $10. And then there'll be, you know, if you want to get more cards, two weeks later, there's actually another card that will be part of the set. So we've got to head back to your local card shop. Because really, it's about, you know, we want to get people going to stores. We want people going to hobby shops because, right. you know, we, you know, we love our hobby. We love hobby shops, and they are, you know, the backbone of what we do here. Um, it's been a successful program already. This year, you guys are adding more stuff to like you, just, you gotta go back next week and get a, get a card. Are, base, are the baseball teams and stadiums being uh, intertwined in this again yep. this year? Yep, last year we had we started with it where every team had a giveaway. And same thing again this year, you know, it started already. A couple teams already did theirs. Uh, the Phillies had theirs, I think the Braves had theirs. A lot of them are going to be that weekend, okay. August 10th and August 11th, you know, check with your local team if you want to head out but and the, the, the team packs 
are team specific. So right. if you go to a Yankees game, you're only going to get Yankees cards in your pack, where the ones in the hobby shop are all teams. Wow, how many cards are in the set? Like the hobby, the hobby shop I think set. Thirty. One, 30? like one player from each team. Okay, that's presented. so that's not yeah. unattainable. No, right? and we're going to be announcing the checklist. I want to say tomorrow. Hopefully. Maybe. I forget <laughs> if it's today or tomorrow. That's what it is. Well, we're going to announce it at our booth live. So okay. So we're going to do a big announcement for it. Sweet. Yeah. It might be yeah. today, actually. Speaking of your booth, you guys had Squints over there yesterday. Yes, Squints. He was so cool. I, You know, everybody loves that movie. They don't think about it. It sits in the back of their mind, and all of a sudden you hear, hey, Squints is at the top booth. Oh, my God, I got to go to the top booth, right? And then he's 25 years older than when you saw him in the movie. Exactly. So you're like, oh, wait a second. And you're like, where's Peppercorn? Where she's at? She's exactly. not even around. Yeah. Squints is married and has children. It's not with Wendy Peppercorn. What yeah. do you do? So he was just signing autographs over there. Did you guys bring him Wow. Specifically for this, or yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, like the guy. In <laughs> um, yeah, he. Um, we brought him in. So, spoiler alert, but I think everybody actually knows this. Um, in archives this year, we're gonna have Sandlot cards. Right. So we have, you know, so we have, you know, relationships with you know, a lot of the actors from Sandlot, and you know, Squints was one of them that we that was able to come out this weekend. So we're excited to have him because, like you said, everybody came through and they were like, "Oh, so cool, Squints from right. Sandlot." Yeah. And you know, they were talking about like recent pop funkos came out for sandlot and like they were talking to him about that and like he was so cool and he was so nice to everybody and Sweet. just like you know took pictures with everybody and signed autograph cards so it was nice you guys also have cards in the uh with the, well, the 25th anniversary of the, the sandlot DVD, right yeah the dvd that was actually the card he was signing it okay. was the ones that were in the dvd it was just an autograph you know like right. those are just regular cards so this had like the sort of like faded out area for the autograph card so the one those were the, that was the card he was signing here that's awesome we uh, we talked. I had a we did a season of a, of a podcast called Props, and it was all baseball cards or all baseball movies. And we saw that Props. I'm so sorry that we saw that uh, Sandlot was coming out and it had the Tops cards. That we immediately went and bought because <laughs> we had to, right? Of course, I know so many people who went out and bought them just for like, oh, cards are coming in them. Cool, exactly. let's get them because it's still in place. You can get. I mean, obviously eBay, but like, if you want those cards, like they just came in the DVD. Exactly. Like those aren't the same cards we're going to be issuing in the packs of archives. It's the same thing with like Ric Flair, the wrestling DVDs that come out and that you can only oh, yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's a mad rush over there to get those. It's it's cool how collectors collect now. It's not just the hobby shop. It's yeah, we and like, DVDs. <laughs> like I said, we love hobby shops. We do, but we also understand that. Not everybody has access to a hobby shop, so you know we want to make cards as accessible to everybody as much as we can. Of course, of course. Can we talk about Topps Chrome because it seems yeah. to be pretty hot right now? It is uh, everywhere I walk through the breakers. Everybody's breaking Topps Chrome. It's so that's pretty exciting. It is, it's fun to see. Uh, what's in the what's in the silver packs? So I'll open one right here. All right. I have one in my hand. So these silver packs, you know, people come through. If you buy a hobby Topps or Bowman hobby product on the floor, you come by the Topps booth. And we have this uh, four-card national, four-card pack, which is exclusive of the national. So it's uh, Bowman cards, and they have the national logo on it, okay. which means like you're not going to get it anywhere else. So here we have our first. They have like a kind of a design in the background. It's like sort of a prism design going yeah. on. So we got Jose Canseco, Jose. Vladimir Guerrero, Ryan. and I think his son's in this set too, which is kind of cool. Jose Ramirez and Greg Allen. So there are a chance for refractors. We didn't get any. And there's a chance for autograph cards too. I mean, somebody pulled the one-on-one Jeter Auto yesterday. So oh, wow. I, good thing I wasn't at the booth at the time. Uh, <laughs> I would have started crying maybe. But I see Greg Allen, man. That kid's yeah. a, he's a good kid. Yeah. He really is. And we have two, you know, we have two, two Indians. Two in Indians, yeah, yeah. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Awesome. So uh, family talk, how's, how's the kid? He's wonderful. Yeah? 
He's so cute. He is so cute. Isn't he so cute? I know everybody says that about their kid, but I'm like, my kid is really so cute. <laughs> It's awesome. I, yeah. I love seeing your little updates about it. It's it's fun. I don't put them on. You know, Not I too don't much. Do it, yeah. I don't do it a lot. It's just like every once in a while I'll post something. It's, it's like a little. Uh, it's like a little. Like a little treat. Like oh, yeah. he's, he's amazing. You know what's funny is like now we're gonna with delve into like family. It's like before you had kids, like you saw other people's pictures, and you're like meh, whatever. Yeah. But then like as you have kids, you're like this is, and then other people post pictures of your kids, you're like oh, so cute. So like you see your family photos, you see everything, and I'm like oh, this. It's like, and then it's like you get an appreciation for like other people's yeah. and kids' pictures. As it well. makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, I'm gonna let you get back to the booth. Thank you for stopping by. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank you for having me. All right, and we're gonna close the show here, guys. Uh, thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. Check back tomorrow for a new podcast. Uh, what's happening at the national? You guys hang tight. Cue the Jericho. Hey yo, predators can't stop this. These cats can't cop this. Can't control info, wireless fiber optics. The game's virus control, I'm stealth mode kill clone. With accurate mic control, I explode and break bones. Son of none crossing enemy zones. Through headphones, I push info to Mission control, it's stories to be told Code, decode these remotes Broke down, but this behold The illest from CO Deep through the keyhole To see this one light Leeches lurking in the darkness Won't leave living tonight Punchline for fist fight We cause they heads ain't fed right How can you see my brother With no perspective of sight Can't do good and live right Kick snares and hi-hats They be the get right Here they give the blind sight What? Me and my people just might tonight Alright? Me and my people just might